0: Hello, my name is Ben McCarthy and welcome to this week's episode of Anything But Square. Today we are joined by the winner of our Fed Life competition, Jesse Halil. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: So I wonder if you can talk a little bit about yourself.
1: I will try my best. <laughs> so I'm 19. Um, I've been in Melbourne since 2015. I studied at an art school in the city. It's like pretty close by here so i like walked past fed square for a good like five years of my life (laughs) um i'm currently at monash studying music yeah i feel like that's that's the basics
0: so do you remember a time or a specific moment when you actually when you decided that you wanted to be a musician
1: oh man um not really i feel like it was kind of it's been a given, like, I can't, I don't really have an identity without music, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, the story that my, like, I've been told, not that I specifically remember, but, like, being three and um, being in the car and, like, singing this song that was, it was called Waiting for a Train by Jim Reeves. And, like, um, apparently I just sung it one day and my parents like, oh, it seems like she's got an interest in music and kind of just started lessons from there and, like haven't really stopped or like looked back. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just been like my whole life pretty much.
0: And so with that, did you always gravitate towards singing or was there another, or was there a instrument first?
1: I think I definitely started with singing and then my my sister plays piano quite well. So I was like, obviously being the, I'm the youngest. So I was like, oh, I want to be like her. So I started piano as well and kind of picked up guitar along the way just cause it like goes a lot with singing and like backing yourself and stuff like that. But yeah, singing was the the main one, yeah.
0: So, let's talk about your song The Rain. What was your inspiration for the song?
1: I actually like I had this university assignment where we had to do a like 2 minute song but we couldn't use any instruments so it was like all meant to be you know noises and like no midi but you just like record audio samples and kind of just like mess with them and make a thing so um that's kind of how this song came about and then like the lyrics and stuff i was imagining um the song baby is cold outside God, da, 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 baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> um, but from the other person's perspective, which is kind of where, like, I don't like the rain, I don't like the way that you say my name, blah, 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 comes from. And it kind of just, like, expand from there. Like, it's not confined to Baby, It's Cold Outside, but it definitely started there. And then with the audio side of things, it was really just, like, sitting in my room <laughs> with, like, a little mic and just, you know, pitching, like, do-ups and hitting walls to make like kicks and then there was like a a teaspoon like at the end of the chorus is like the sound of a teaspoon hitting a glass and it just kind of like a lot of reverb and all this stuff but like it was um very much like a just a, a mishmash of like experimenting with logic for the first time yeah so just experimenting and you know making making something that I, I've always wanted to do a doo-wop song. It's been in, on my mind for the past like two years and I'm, I'm glad I finally got it out of the way.
0: Can you actually explain what a doo-wop song is?
1: Okay, th- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say what I think it is but I feel like there's gonna Go be connoisseurs it. that come out and it's like no that's yeah. not what doo is. So it's kind of like a style of music where there's um a lot of like vocal harmony as the backing and it kind of carries like it, it almost creates like a harmonic bed and that's that's not to say that there can't be other instruments, but I think that like barbershop style quartet kind of, or like quintet, whatever you're wanting to say, but that style of singing where it's like heavily harmonized and that kind of makes like the chords. I want to say that that's like the foundation of doo
0: So the entire production was obviously, again, during, during the lockdown and things like that. And so what kind of extra DIY tricks did you learn from that experience of actually like creating music and the next thing is it's like do you think for anyone to create music that they need to be in a big studio do you still feel it's something that they can that everyone can still kind of that they can still do at home and it be a very do-it-yourself aesthetic
1: for sure I think like the way that music is going bedroom pop and you know like the very DIY thing is becoming more and more prevalent in you know music that we hear on the radio and I think that's awesome like It's so cool that um, it's so accessible to so many people. It's just like anyone can do it. And I think there's a lot of stigma around like, oh, it needs to be like mixed and mastered and like all of this perfectionism stuff. But I think it just comes down to like, you hear what you want to hear. Like if if you hear something and you like it, What's to say that someone else isn't going to t- as well? I feel like the standard has been broken so many times. It's almost like you just do what you want now. <laughs> and I think that's that's sick. Like, why shouldn't it be that way? I would say that like the biggest thing I learned is to, <laughs> to take time, especially like with audio. You just, you can't replace audio. <laughs> MIDI you can replace, but like to take time and make clean recordings because it, it's so annoying, like the amount of times I've just put down ideas with like no regard for, you know, mic distance and all that stuff. And then come back to it and be like, damn, I have to re-record all of these because they're trash. And that's really annoying. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's, it's a learning experience for sure. And I'm just like, I'm really grateful that even though like lockdown kind of forced me to, to like get up and do it myself. <laughs> like I feel like I learned a lot and that's cool.
0: Yeah, I've always been a fan of like DIY music making and filmmaking anyway, because I feel like that's where the best form of creativity comes from. Mm. When you've only got access to what you have, and then you just then you really just try to make like the best out of it. And so so out of like necessity comes invention. And some of some of like the films in like recent years as well, like they've really gravitated towards even some like mobile phone filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like I think there was um there was a Netflix film called high flying bird it was you know about like nba agents or kind of stuff but that whole film was made was shot on an iphone like 11 yeah and they and they shot the film in like two weeks and it was like done and so and i agree with you i think like with obviously with everything that's happened in you know in the past six to nine months you feel like you know hopefully hopefully it gives musicians and, and everyone such as yourself and many others to really kind of to not feel limited in what you have, like it's you know, you, Lord, like you can buy you know a cheap USB microphone for like a hundred bucks, and then and then off you go, kind of thing. Um, so, were there any specific musical influences for the track apart from it being a drop song? Were there any like specific artists that you that you look to for inspiration?
1: I, I think every every like mu- every piece of music or every um, work that's made i think is a collection of i really feel like everything that people make is like a collection of everything that they've experienced so i feel i i almost feel would reference like every <laughs> everything i listened to and like had in mind i don't know how i would specifically pick out like individual songs i on my mind is shaboom by the crew cuts which is like a do-up song <laughs> um but yeah, I, there's the whole thing would be references. Like, I I would say Joji for sure. um I expect Frank Ocean and like just the the like auto tuny kind of um like pitch shifting stuff. Because there's a lot of like me putting my voice down heaps and then like up heaps and all this stuff. But yeah, I don't know how to. You have to come back to me. I feel like I'll text you tomorrow like a list of you know. Thirty references, and be like, "Oh, these were the ones that
0: I." <laughs> the music video is really, really wonderful, and it's and it's really, really well made. And just actually, like before we actually began like recording this, you're about to talk about the whole story about how the music video got made, and I was <laughs> like, "No, wait, wait! <laughs> now is your opportunity to give us the history behind the music video."
1: The whole thing was it really came together in like literally three days. I ha- so I had that song from earlier this year because of the the uni assignment, but um, in like looking at the Fed Live um, entry requirements, I saw that there needed to be like a a video clip for it, and I actually only really heard about FedLive Live um, through like a Facebook ad. The algorithm just kind of presented it, <laughs> um, and it came up like three days before the d- the d- closing deadline of the um, entries, so I kind of had a limited amount of time to make a music video. And I I reached out to a bunch of people and I was kind of like, oh, don't really know if we'll have the time to film like a live thing. So the only option left was to kind of do like an animation. And even that was a bit of a reach in terms of like, you have three days, you have a budget, how much much can you really do in three days? But um, my dad was like, oh, there's this website called Fiverr. You should, you know, maybe put up an ad and see what happens, like what's the harm here? Um, so I was like, yeah, okay, you're right. Uh, so I just like put up an ad on Fiverr and someone from Nigeria reached out and was like, let's do it. We got three days. We can do it. <laughs> um, so we went back and forth. It was like the time difference is pretty whack. So there was, you know, late nights for him, early mornings for me or like vice versa. Um, but we went back and forth and we got it out and yeah, the result, like submitted it. Cause I, I, I think the deadline was like eleven fifty nine. It was like a university assignment, the same kind of thing <laughs> for Lives. So I, I think I got it in like four hours before the deadline. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it's just, it's crazy. Like the, the internet is very powerful and very cool.
0: I'll be honest. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> um, wow. Well, that's really, yeah, no, that's so, yeah. Cause he, cause he would, even as you from a production logistical point of view, it's, you know, I said like the time difference would have been the main the main one. If you were to make another music video, would you would you repeat the process again or would you do it differently?
1: Oof. I think I would do it differently because I'm I'm like really picky. <laughs> like I I want to go over things like over and over again and make sure everything is you know super locked in but i also think that there's something natural about it like in you know when you when you're under a, a time pressure and you kind of it's almost like the realist stuff gets made because you you like brush over little like nitpicky things and you kind of just you're forced to like think very quickly and just make something so i don't i don't know like i i definitely want to redo the video and like Kind of still, still do the animation type thing, but um, there's like creators that I've found on Instagram and Facebook that I'd love to work with, and you know, I've like hit them up, and hopefully something might happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's hard between like, you know, wanting to have control over every aspect of things, but also keeping like a sense of natural naturality, if that's yeah. a word, and originality, and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah we'll see. we'll see yeah. <laughs> to be to give you the vaguest answer
0: <laughs> um, so how did you find out about Fed Live?
1: So I was literally just on Facebook and an ad for it came up and um the banner was you know, it was bright color, good graphic. <laughs> I was like that's I'm ready to know what what this is about. and um, I think it was really cool because it was I like heard about it at a time when stuff was just starting to open so it's really like nice to know that something like Fed Square is really pushing and backing live music I'm really excited to go to gigs again and to play gigs again and yeah it's 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 gonna be an exciting summer and I'm really really keen.
0: That's awesome so after you entered the competition and then you were and then you were selected as part of the top ten at that point. How were you feeling, and also as well, how did you like mobilize your audience effectively to um to vote for you and get the word of mouth out basically
1: yeah um I'm not really too sure like it was literally just this a a situation of like asking people I'd put it up on facebook my My parents and my sister like reached out to their. Their friends. I reached out to my friends. Um, very much, just like check out the song if you like it, vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to. Is that organic? I want to say it was organic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Um, my my sister said this thing after like finding out that it had won, and it, she would she said um it takes a village, and it's so true. Like I'm yes yeah, just super grateful that that people voted and people liked the song. It, it feels crazy to me cause it really was just put together at the last second, kind of like, I may as well, like you, you may as well just try, try putting an entry in something that I just done in my room and, you know, put together over the internet and all that stuff is yeah, crazy.
0: And obviously you are like the winner and obviously, as part of winning, you, um, you actually just performed on um, last Saturday, which was Saturday, the 19th of December. How was that experience for it was, you?
1: It was so cool. It was so, so cool to, to play a show at this stage. I've, you know, I've wanted to play here for so, so long. Since I moved to Melbourne and, you know, saw that stage, I was like, ah, oh, that would be so cool. Um, it's, it was really nice to just see people as well to you know, come out of lockdown to play a show where you see like the public and you see people and um, people to just get involved and be a part of the show as well and to sing along and to, yeah, it was really exciting. I was playing with a bunch of my friends and I'm really keen to go again if I can.
0: <laughs> What's your like, pre-performance like ritual do you have a like specific like you know ritual before you go on stage and
1: perform um I brush my teeth
0: okay
1: yeah uh I I, weirdly enough I think that's something a lot of people do because it's just like the it's the safety net of like I'm not gonna have stuff in my teeth and now I am sure of it uh okay you know what I mean yeah yeah and then also just like I'm (laughs) I'm about all of the weird like let's all breathe together like if you're playing in a band and stuff we didn't do it then because I think everyone's we were like hyped up and stuff like that but usually yeah let's like connect and get everyone's (laughs) energies in line (laughs) as weird as that sounds but um I think performing is it's Almost like you step into a new space and you kind of just become like all of the notes in your mind, you kind of leave on the side of the stage and then just like go into have a good time and to make sure that the audience has a good time. You have to have a good time too. So yeah, just kind of like preparing yourself and getting ready to be in that space. But then also at the same time, like letting it all go. And just this was like the first time I'd played a lot of my original stuff, um, So it was, it was a really exciting experience. Like I can't even, I can't put into words, (laughs) but yeah, I was super grateful for the opportunity.
0: So obviously going forward, how excited are you to be working with Ditto Music, MTV Australia, as well as also with Melbourne Music Week as well?
1: I'm unbelievably excited. How do you, (laughs) how can you not be? (laughs) Um, I'm yeah, really keen to just like put out some of my stuff that I've been sitting on and to you know play more shows and to work with people that I've looked up to for years and years and years.
0: And so yeah, so after so after life at live, what are you now hoping like to do next?
1: I think the main thing is to to release stuff. There's songs that I really want people to hear and I I hope that people would like. And I'm excited to yeah, put stuff out. There's a lot of people that I want to work with like even just artists and like people I've found through the internet and producers and musicians and all types of things so I'm keen to just I feel like each little because I have a, a bunch of songs that I kind of imagine as singles right now and I like the process of like giving each one you know a theme and to put like artwork to it and colors schemes and blah 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 so to do all of that with these songs and kind of make them little like Almost like little worlds. <laughs> it's a yeah. It's a kind of a weird concept, but I, I'm really excited to go about that and to finally put them out because yeah. I've been sitting on them for a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, how can people find you? you on Spotify, social media. How can they, you know, start listening to to, to your music?
1: Yeah. So just I'm Jesse Hillel on Facebook, on Instagram. It's like J E S S one E. H i l l <laughs> e l had to have that that like one that one number in there, um, and then yeah, just same on Spotify. Uh, if you Google, I'm pretty sure it'll come up too. That's the one thing I realised that throughout the whole gig, I actually never said my full name. So there we go. My name is Jesse Hillel. <laughs> it was a bit late, but there it is.
0: Uh, well, I said from everyone at First Square. Congratulations on winning the competition. It was great to see you performing on saturday and as well as also thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today
1: thank you for having me
0: new episodes of anything but square are released every wednesday and we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast and sign up to our newsletter at fedsquare.com take care and we'll see you next wednesday